This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am excited to be joined by one of my favorites, Samantha Bush Hi Sam (laughs) Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you (laughs) Great, love to hear it we are, a, we're in BravoCon week. It's I know it's happening. It's just it's a few, all happening. A few short days away. We've got our wristbands at the ready. I, I mean, I do. I I hope you, I hope you're scammed. <laughs> um, Dylan, it's a whole it's a whole thing over here because they moved. Oh no. Yeah. So I hope it's coming soon. If not, then I just have to like pick it up at like somewhere. Just like go to like guest services Roll call, <laughs> i yeah i think so <laughs> at the box office mm-hmm. <laughs> i have no idea i have no idea how any of those logistics work but i am excited of course to see you this weekend and to talk about some of the uh some of the things we're most excited for at this year's BravoCon because it's been a few years and it's finally here it's happening all over again um First of all, I know you are hosting a panel at BravoCon this weekend for all the people listening who might be attending, or maybe if you're not and you just want, you know, to know what's happening, (laughs) what are you hosting and who's going to be there? I am hosting the Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo panel on Saturday the 15th at 11am. Tamara Judge is going to be there. MJ from Shaz, Whitney Rose from Salt Lake City, and Lisa from Dubai are going to be there. And it's basically... They're all just a bunch of like Bravo holics like us. And like, I'm going to be asking their opinions on like what's going on in the Bravo universe and like getting them to basically gossip with me about it. Okay. That's really fun because I feel like sometimes the thing about BravoCon is sometimes for the different shows, depending on where they are in the filming, airing, mm-hmm. waiting to see what happens cycle, sometimes the show panels are a little bit strange. Like, I, re- I remember in 2019 at the Beverly Hills panel, it was right after, or like they were right, just about to go to Rome for that trip. Mm-hmm. And and it was just like the tension on stage of things that they couldn't talk about because they mm-hmm. were a full season ahead of us was so bizarre. And so I feel like the one that you're hosting, it's fun because you just get to talk shit about whatever you want. And about like other shows, like it's not just talking to them about what's going on in their show. It's like what's going on. Like I get to ask Tamara maybe what's going on in like Beverly Hills. And also it's interesting because MJ's there. And as we know, like Shaz is, I don't think, coming back. Yeah, wait, okay. So I had Reza on this podcast back in August. We talked mm-hmm. all about the Shaz situation, what happened. He still seemed very hurt, upset had a lot of fe- feeling feeling a type of way about that. Mm-hmm. And I brought up the fact that he had already been announced for BravoCon along with Gigi's going to be there. MJ's going to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, Mike is not going to be there. Mike but- is not. I think his invite Garson did. <laughs> his invite got lost in the justice system. But like they're including Shaz in BravoCon in a mm-hmm. way that makes it feel like they're part of the Bravo family, which they have been for like a decade but at the time Reza was like yeah it's gonna be weird because like I don't have a show right and I don't know what's going on (laughs) and yeah I do kind of wonder I mean I'm sure some of the discussions about booking people for BravoCon happened before Asha's final decision was made but like one of the panels that I am excited for is it's called the spirit panel but it's like the the gay people basically. And I remember they did this. They did a panel like this back in 2019, but Mm -hmm. it was, it's like they couldn't find enough gay people. So it was like Reza, Captain Sandy, 
Um, and like, I'm trying to think who else. Somebody else is there. And mm-hmm. then Leanne Lockin and Miss Patricia. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. What? Uh, it was, and it's like, okay, like. I know Leanne Locken is very like Sonia Morgan energy. Like I've raised millions for the LGBT. Like I know she, right? but there's a difference between being like a self-identified like bag hag and, <laughs> and somebody then who is a like member actually. of the queer community. Correct. And so this time I'm, it's a little bit better. They have, it's listed as Reza, Amrit and Nicholas, Julia from Miami, Fraser from Below Deck, Sailing, I don't know, but below. Deck. I remember him. Yeah, and Captain Sandy, and then the one kind of wild card in the bunch is Meredith Marks. What? <laughs> I'm like, we were doing so well, and then we have Meredith Marks, who, near as I can tell, her biggest connection to the LGBT community that she uh, acknowledges is selling a shirt that says LGBT rights. I'm engaging. Yeah, like that. That's so weird. I think like if she was still if this housewife, if Lisa Vanderpump, I feel was still part of like the Bravo world in like a like, I don't know. I feel like she kind of was exiled a little bit after Beverly Hills. I feel like she would make sense for that panel because I feel like she actually like talks the talk and walks the walk for like advocation. And like, like if you were going to have like any straight cis white women on that panel i wouldn't have picked meredith marks but right i'm like call me crazy you could some might suggest that she is possibly the parent of a queer child but i don't i still don't think that but she time. also doesn't identify right the, like i don't right. think we've ever actually uh, like confirmed that from her or from brooks and so like it feels weird to have that as like the connection because it's like okay like if your son is gay that's cool but i'm pretty sure you specifically were like don't call my son gay so yeah or a sissy bitch don't do it (laughs) i'm going wait i'm going uh over new year's i'm like going to a house somewhere um and it's on a lake and the pictures have like the like frozen lake and I'm like I'm mm-hmm. literally going to be reenacting that ice fishing scene from Salt Lake you, season 2. You have to when they're ice fishing for those fish. Fishing yeah. for the fish, yeah. Another development about BravoCon that has been interesting over the last couple of days is apparently there is fresh festering drama within the Real Housewives of New Jersey cast and for this reason they were initially doing a Housewives of New Jersey panel and then a separate Guys of New Jersey panel. So there was going to be a whole panel that was just like Frank, the husband. Evan, Bill, Joe, Joe. I don't, I can't remember if Louis going to be there, but um, they have now split it. So it's a co-ed Jersey panel with the women and their guys, but they are separating it into two groups. So we now have one panel that's Margaret, Jackie, and Melissa and their accompanying men. And then we have a separate panel on a different day, I believe, that is Teresa, Dolores, and Jennifer. And I just... I'm like curious. I was saying before, I get that it were they're in that weird pre post filming pre airing time where stuff has happened that we haven't seen yet and they probably can't really talk about it and maybe this is for the best in terms of not having a completely awkward dynamic but it's like re- like we can't sit down for a 1 hour softball panel question at panel yeah like this isn't this isn't like hard hitting journalists in these panels. Like these, this is very like, nor like basic questions. And I truly feel like a child of divorce. Like all of us BravoCon goers are going to be children of divorce. Like who do we go see? Like, you know, who are we visiting on Christmas? Who are we visiting on Easter? That's how I feel. And it's like you guys can't get together for an hour. What the fuck happened? <laughs> It makes me a little nervous for just the state of that franchise. I know. That, I mean, I'm 
I'm guessing it means there's big, exciting drama in the new season, which of course is fun to watch and talk about. But I'm like, it's not a great sign, I don't think, for overall franchise health if you can't be in the same room. Along with the thing about the panels, somebody was saying, I mean, who knows if this is true, but on online I saw at least one person saying that they're doing their cast photo for the new season in like separate groups also. It just the the vibe does not feel great coming from Jersey right now and no. not knowing very much about the new season that we're going to be seeing you know in a few months or whenever it's like oh shit might be a little darker than we really yeah. knew. I I knew that shit went down but not to this extent where like they can't be on the same stage for an hour or like just taking cast photos like this is Something is afoot. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Is there any? Are there any panels or anything else about BravoCon that you're really looking forward to? Yes, I'm so excited. I feel like there's a lot more panels of, with people from different casts. Like I'm really excited for like the dating panel. Um, it's gonna have like I think Heather Gay. Um, oh my god, who else? There's like a whole group of oh Austin Kroll is going to be doing it too. And like, they're all going to be talking about like dating and like Gigi is going to be there too. Like that to me sounds really interesting. I missed this one. I I swear to, I have looked at the schedule about 45 times now and not one ounce of it has stuck in my brain anytime that I've looked. So I know I have no idea what day anything is. I have no idea what the different venues are like every single time it's like I'm looking at it for the first time and so at some point in the next few days I really am going to have to get serious about like oh my friend already has it all scheduled like she went through and there's a spreadsheet for us and I'm also curious because it is going to be in one place and you know last time it was in three different places so like we were like running in between venues on the streets of New York City. Right. I felt like the girls in the intro of the Devil Wears Prada movie. Like <laughs> that's how I felt when I was leaping across in my um, heinous sweater. And so I'm really curious to see how it is going to be in this Javits Center. I've never even been there. Right. It was like I felt like is I was it like going a convention. To, I was going to get like 10 or 12 skirts from Calvin Klein and also like the Starbucks needed to be hot. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it is, is it a, like it is a convention center that's very large. I don't know how much of the convention center is going to be filled with BravoCon. Like I don't right. I don't I don't know like I haven't spent very much time at the Javits Center, but I do <laughs> think it's going to be it's going to feel more like a convention rather than like you're attending individual events. Like, oh, I have to be at this place at this time. It's like, no, we're all going to be in like a convention hall. Because that does stress me out a little bit because I did like that vibe last time. Like oh. when we were in like that theater, like I liked that. You felt like you were like really attending something like really special. The theater vibe was cool. I don't it know. It was really cool. I think this will feel more like a like, legit convention but i don't know about in terms of like the seating arrangements or right uh, the one thing that i think probably will be better is do you remember last time how the lineup spots for the photo ops were literally on the sides of the rooms where everybody was sitting for the panels so and the photo ops would be like immediately after the panel and so (laughs) you would be sitting for like the real housewives of orange county panel And then with 15 minutes left in the onstage portion, people would start getting up from their seats in the in the room and Mm -hmm. going to stand and line up on the sides of the room. And so by the time the actual panel ended, there are lines snaking around the back of the room. And you if you've sat through the end of the panel, which I was trying to get you know, videos and content and stuff, then it's like, wait, now I'm going to have to wait 40 minutes for the beginning of the for photo line. line. Yeah. And it's like, I think that this will probably be a little more streamlined in this type of venue. It I'm appears assuming. that way. It really does. Like on the schedule, I think that they even made time for photos, which is, I don't really think they did last time. And also I didn't get a single photo with a housewife last time, except for when I was in the green room, like the, in the press room. 
I got a photo with Dolores, Margaret, and Jackie. And then I got a photo where I like accosted Jill Zarin. I got like made a her really, take a picture with me. I got a really cute photo with Tinsley. And then I got a very sloppy selfie with her mom, Dale, immediately. Iconic. <laughs> Iconic. Um, I Yeah, I do think it will be a lot of fun. Um, I like that they're mixing up the panels too. Like there's a housewife to housewife one that I think is on yes. Friday. And it's Garcelle, Ashley Darby, Adriana DeMora, Marlo Hampton, Gina Kirschenheider, and Caroline Manzo. That's... A fucking lineup. Like, I, everything is kind of like, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Caroline Manzo. Yeah. <laughs> does I, Gar- respectfully, does Garcelle know who Caroline Manzo is? I don't think so. I don't think Garcelle knows her history like that. Right. Like, Garcelle, amazing, iconic, we love, but very recent, very current yeah, very in Housewives recent. times. Caroline so Manzo current. has not been on Real Housewives of New Jersey since like 2013. I have not seen Caroline Manzo on my screen except for that Super Bowl commercial in the last 10 years. Like, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Who are you, who's like the house husband that you're most excited to see? Like any any house husbands that you're like, ooh. Oh, the can't husbands. Can't get my eyes on that. Um, I, I mean, not from like a turning me on perspective Got necessarily. Got it, okay, just me. Like, I always, I like, I think Joey Gorga is a good time. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan. Okay. But I don't, mm, I don't know. Like, I would love to, now that I'm saying it, I'm like, I don't really know if I care. I've never been, okay. I'm not like, I'm not like a, house, not like hus- a house husband. I'm not like a yeah. house husband fan, really. Wow. Okay. Uh, wh- what about you? You asked, so you must have an answer. Oh, I mean, like, where to begin? Like, I have, like, my top <laughs> five. Like, Ross is the love of my life from Atlanta. Like, the moment I, if mm. I see that man, I will be a feral rat. That like, tall drink of he, water. He like does something to me. It's like my it's making my eyes water. Okay. Talking about it. Evan Gold Evan Goldschneider is so fucking gorgeous in real life. Like I remember he passed me on the streets of New York City at the last BravoCon and I I turned into a puddle. <laughs> I screamed his name. And he was so nice. He was like, Hi. And I was like, You're absolutely stunning. Obviously, Joey Gorga. Um, um, and I is Kim Solsiak attending? I think. Kim Solsiak is not on the list of attendees. I'm, but yes. Kathy Hilton is. Okay. Okay. I, I really need to sit down with the schedule wow. this weekend. I'm, I, I need, need to, to take a look as well. I know. Um, okay. But before, we're going to talk about the Potomac premiere in mm. a minute. Um, before we get into that, a few people have reached out to me begging the question of what to pack, what to wear, what to bring mm. to BravoCon. And I understand why this is a thought that's crossing people's minds. But you guys, I think you're overthinking it. You are. It is. It's a. It's a it's, fan event convention mm-hmm. at a convention center mm-hmm. during the day. Mm-hmm. With the some far, events at night. With with some events, right? Like I think it is the kind of thing where it is perfectly normal to want to look cute, but like you actually don't. It doesn't really actually matter. What there's no dress code. Yeah, there's no dress code. My biggest thing is you want to, during the day, if you really have a jam-packed schedule, like if you have a spreadsheet and you're like, I'm going to be going here and here and here, you definitely want to be comfortable. You want to be maybe dressing in layers uh, mm. because you make it hot, but you make it cold. Who knows what the temperature is going to be um, inside the convention center. But I wouldn't recommend bringing like a big jacket. I don't think you'll need one because I don't think it's that cold there right now. Um, but I would definitely like, I mean, you want to look cute. Like, you don't want to, like, come in looking like, you know, a bum. Um, You want to come in looking cute. I would say, like, a really sensible shoe, a flat. um, And then maybe at night, like, dress it up a little bit, you know? I think a sensible shoe is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, It's I would say it's kind of like a a Disney park day just without the sunburn (laughs) risk. Right. Like, you're going to look, you're going to want to go back to your hotel and freshen up after before you go out to like an event at night like you're gonna be you're gonna look weathered by the end like it's a long (laughs) day it's a long weekend like it's stimulation overload like sensory overload like there's just a lot happening absolutely um well i'm excited for it we will of course we'll be bringing you so much content from this weekend 
Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty Pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can can live claret and clear. Use as directed. Now, should we talk about the Real Housewives of Potomac season premiere? Yeah, I've, I'm dying. I need to discuss. Need to discuss. So we start in a place that really, really thrilled me because Thrill. we start. We are starting the season with Giselle and Karen in a good place. Mm meeting up on the lawn by the cherry blossoms in Washington, D.C. for a little picnic with Robin, with Ashley. And I feel like having the four of them together to start the season really is just, it's what they deserve. And I'm so glad we're in this place. And it just feels like the absolute perfect right foot to start a new season on. It does. And Karen looks adorable in her little matching hat and matching jacket. Um, I really loved seeing the core four together. I mean, they started the franchise. It's kind of like seeing like Luann, you know, Ramona and Sonia together. Like that's how it would feel. So it's really lovely. I really liked seeing them together. And they were giving me giggles right off the top. Like I, I watched the first few minutes and I was just like, it feels good to be back. We're back. Absolutely. <laughs> like, um, so before uh, before we get into the Ashley of it all, they are mm-hmm. Karen and Giselle and Robin are talking about uh, Mia's cryptic Instagram posts. Don't it's worry. giving Cancergate 2.0, but we don't really know what's going on yet. Um, and like you said, Karen is making me laugh because she says she says that she says that Robin and Giselle are being a little judgmental about the Instagram posts but then in her confessional she says personally I wouldn't have went to Instagram I would have went to Jesus I would have had Satan on his knees 
Ah, uh, Karen. No, Karen is, Karen is the funniest person. Like, she, no one delivers a line like Karen. She's so fucking funny. And I'm so glad they're talking about this because I feel like no one was talking about it when it was happening online. Because, like, I don't think anyone, like, really wanted to touch that because it's, like, pretty serious. Uh, but I'm really glad that right off the top, they're like, did you see that cancer post? Like, that's really crazy. Right. It's one of those things where as somebody who, you know, runs a Bravo account on Instagram mm-hmm. and is constantly talking about things, this podcast is called Mention It All. There are certain things where I see it and I process it and I'm like, I don't know about that. But also, I don't know that I want to be the one to to be asking the nope. questions. And when it's Mia posting about going to the cancer center and having her biopsy, I might not, it might not click with me, but I also don't need to be the one out here carrying the flag of, does this make sense? Yeah, you definitely learn what kind of not to touch sometimes. Cause like also like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. I was gonna say I don't care, but cut that. Well, no, I think, yeah. I think like, with with Mia also, because this was coming off of her first season on the show, and I thought she was fine on the show last season, but she wasn't an all-star breakout housewife. I think there was a certain level of, she's not somebody that is super important in the Bravo world space, yet. Like, right. If it was Giselle posting the same thing, I think there would be a lot more conversation just because people are paying more attention to Giselle. Mm-hmm. 100%. But... <laughs> but I also hated Mia last year. Hate. It. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're you're really, like, not a, a Mia fan. I, like, really hate her. I think she's the worst. I, uh, yeah, I went through phases of that. I feel like I'm a little hot and cold on her, but I also found her to be entertaining in a way that I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm here for the delusion of it all a little bit. It's... She... She's very Drew in the delusions, you yes. know, like she's, which I love. Like, I find that to be really entertaining. But like, I, I didn't love her for the, sh- uh, like for me, I love her for the show. I don't love her like for me, you know. Which Okay. Speaking of the delusion piece with Mia, did you <laughs> see her post just recently oh. about the family member of Gordon's? Draining who- the bank accounts? is draining the bank accounts and like cutting off their access to the business and all of this stuff. I'm like, I don't even know where to begin with this because I feel like I don't really know enough about their situation mm-hmm. to even be like invested in it. Right. But, um, I guess maybe Mia's not invested in it either. Yeah. The bank Did account you, you know what really made me laugh is I was scrolling the comments on that post to try to figure out what the fuck she's talking about. And all of a sudden, I get to Robin Dixon, and she just goes, this sounds stressful. I was like, okay, thank you, Robin. Like, thank you for that. Obviously. She's literally like, please pray for my family. We have no money. (laughs) Oh, my God. This sounds stressful. This sounds stressful. When somebody is posting something that's meant to be, like, gut-wrenching and like a plea for help it's like yeah, yeah no like a shit. cry for help well then the brother-in-law or whoever did this his daughter or her cousin or some relative commented on the post and was like this is like not what happened and there so, it is and, and that's is. what i want to know about so i guess that'll be next season <laughs> yeah i mean like, like i don't know uh, but but getting back to what's happening on this current season, we find out that Ashley has told Giselle like a week prior to this mm-hmm. about her and Michael splitting up. And I was going to say her and Michael getting divorced, but that turns out to be a big point of contention, whether or not Ashley is telling people that she and Michael are getting divorced or separated or something in between. Right. And I really do feel like Ashley it feels like she's being deliberately cagey about the actual status of her marriage with Michael, because mm-hmm. I understand if there is a legal thing of you have to be legally separated for a year before you can get a divorce in the state of Virginia. That sounds that, that sounds, sounds like, crazy. It sounds crazy, but also I believe it. But then the fact that she is not 
disagreeing with the idea that they're getting a divorce at some point in the future, but then later in the episode is very much backtracking on that and saying, well, it's a separation or we're figu- we're figuring it out or X, Y, Z. It's like, okay, if you're telling everyone that you're ending this marriage, it's not weird that the D word is going to get thrown around, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if it's because the whole house situation is very unclear. Like, is she getting a house with him? Is he buying the house? Are they making an... I mean, I am no businesswoman, literally, by any means. But making an LLC to buy a house sounds a little crazy. It's Am I I insane? It sounds like... I've never bought a house, but it sounds scammy. It sounds... Like, it's his way of still being able to control her or the situation. I don't know. It just doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, I think so in my estimation, which again, I just like you, I've never bought a house. I've never been married. I don't yeah. have don't actual, have kids. I, I don't have actual have knowledge nothing. about these things. But I I feel like maybe the root of it is this one year waiting period. And because what Ashley says later when she's with her mom and Uncle Lump, um, she's <laughs> so the prenup is expired. And so theoretically, as far as we know, if they get divorced, she should get half. Half of how much, she won't say, but presumably enough money to buy a house. Well, yeah, by the look on her face, the glee. <laughs> That she has when asked about how much money he has and how much money she'll get. It's a good amount. Right. And mm-hmm. so I am. I feel like the thing is, she seems like she wants out of the concrete city, as Karen puts it, kind of ASAP. Mm-hmm. And so if there is this one year waiting period before a divorce, then Ashley wouldn't have access to the half of the assets until at least a year from now, probably longer once you get everything settled. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, is she doing this LLC thing because she feels like that's the only way she can get a house without waiting a year plus? Because that makes me concerned that it's like you're kind of in, your hands are tied in this position and you're just kind of like desperate to get out and get a house, which I understand. But then it's like, you're just tying yourself to him in perpetuity. Even Mm -hmm. if you go through with the divorce in a year and you have your own money, there's still going to be some logistical thing to figure out with this LLC. And like she says, she's worried that at some point he could become vengeful. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if they don't have a house together and she and he becomes vengeful, but she still walks away with half, then, you know, it seems like she would be okay. But with yeah. the house thing, it just feels like a really potentially bad path to go down. It really does. And what I'm a little confused, I mean, I'm confused basically by the whole situation, um, but is she's acting like she doesn't have like her own money. Like she's acting like she's, Like, he's the only one, like, he's the sole provider. I'm like, Ashley, you've been on this show for six years. You have um, ad money that you get from Instagram. Like, you have money. So, like, why not just break this off with him, get an apartment until you can get a house? I don't understand, like, why you have, right now, have to get a house. Like, there's something strange going on. Yeah, I think the the idea of women who come on Housewives as actual housewives, it always is interesting because, of course, I mean, everybody's getting paid something to be on mm-hmm. Real Housewives. But Ashley is somebody who has been on this show for seven years now. She presumably makes a decent amount of money from doing the show, even if it's not a million a season. You know, she's making more than you or I do by being on this show. Mm-hmm. And she like you said has other potential sources of income and so it is kind of interesting like after the producer asks her about how much money michael has he asks about well you know would it be enough for you to live comfortably and when she says that she has she doesn't even know where to begin to figure out how much money she would need because she doesn't pay for anything it it's right a I'm weird like- 
It's weird I'm because confused. we know she makes money. So then it's like, is Michael like taking the money that she makes and putting it in some joint account? So then she doesn't really have her own money because that's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. And that seems like a kind of controlling, manipulating thing. But then uh, on the other side, <laughs> there's a lot of prenup talk this episode because Robin and Sharice, which, hey, Sharice. Um, Shasha. <laughs> They're they're talking about prenups and Robin is saying how now she's the breadwinner more than Juan is in their Mm -hmm. relationship. And so it's funny because you have two women who have been on this show for the same amount of time. And Robin is like the one bringing home the money in her household, whereas Ashley's not paying for anything. And I know their partner situations are different, but it's like, I think I'd rather be Robin in that situation. Oh, for sure. I would much rather be Robin. And I never thought I would say that ever. (laughs) Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I did find her and Shasha's conversation to be very interesting because Robin straight up said to her face, like, you didn't deserve half of what your husband made. Like, Mm -hmm. you didn't deserve that. And I was really shocked that she, because I, you know, I knew that that was going to come by the way that their conversation was going. But for Robin to just straight out say that to her, I was like, damn. And I mean, it reminded me of like Vicky Gunvalson, where she was like, I make the money and Don took all of my money. Like, so she was very protective of that and like, doesn't care if you're a man or a woman, like you're not getting half of what I have created. And Robin, I was really shocked. I think that's interesting, too, because I think societally, just based on how things have been historically and, you know, because of we live in a patriarchy that we Mm. usually think of that situation going from, you know, the man has the money and the woman takes the money. That's like the kind of, I feel like, you know, stereotype of a prenup situation. And with Sharice, that was the dynamic that her husband was the one with the money and she got half and she Mm -hmm. feels like she earned that, which I think is a common feeling. I don't think she's like the only person who would argue that, but it is, it's interesting. Like you were saying with Vicky and with Robin in this situation that the tables are turned. And I think it makes sense to feel protective in a way over what you've built for yourself. And especially, I mean, with Robin and Juan, there's so much water under the bridge. Like they've, they really have done this before they've gone through it together and their situation has changed so much over the years that for Robin to be on the flip side now, she's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that before. And I don't think he should get that now. It's the same. And I, I mean, I I don't really know how I feel about prenup stuff like that. Like I feel like as somebody who's never been in that situation, I find it really hard to put myself in the shoes of like, okay, if I, if I had a million dollars and I got divorced, I'm like, like, okay, not check there, not check there. Like I can't, I can't wrap my mind around those variables, but like, right. 
I don't think Robin is just like wrong. No, I don't either. I, I don't think either of the women are wrong. I think that it's like very situational. I feel like, I mean, remember when Tom and Katie were like talking about their prenup and they literally had $200 between the both of them? I was like, that would be me. I would be like, <laughs> I'd be like what are we really splitting here? Um, so, I mean, I, I get what Robin is saying. And um, I, you know, there's a part of me that kind of feels like, does Robin really want to get married to him? It's... It's tough to know. And I mean, even the producer in the confessional asks her and she doesn't she does not give a strong yes. She doesn't say no. But like, I think it is it's tough because I understand what she's saying when she says she feels like they should be married. I get that Mm -hmm. for numerous reasons. Obviously, they have kids together. That complicates things if you're if you're not married because of the way our society works, whatever. But in terms of the idea of the idea of marriage and what comes along with it, the having a wedding, the planning all of this stuff, Mm -hmm. it just does not feel like something that is a priority to Robin in any way. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I think it's tough because almost the whole time she's been on this show, and certainly for the last couple of years, since they kind of got serious again and were talking about proposing and then he did propose, it's like, she has this thing, this cloud following her around where everybody is asking about the wedding. And some people are asking about it just because they're curious. Some people are asking to be shady, but it's just like this thing that's following her around. And I don't actually, like you said, I don't think she really cares about it. I don't think she cares at all. I think that she really loves Juan, but I also think that Robin is, and I say this as someone who's also like this, like she loves to sleep. She loves to lay down. She's kind of lazy. And I think that like Juan is probably like the easiest person for her to like be with. And also the plus side, like he is the father of her children. I don't think this is like, I don't think they're reuniting because like this is like the love of her life. You know? Yeah, it's not like a... It's It's like a a marriage of convenience. It's not a marriage of passion, maybe. No, 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 no. There's no passion there. Oh, my God. And he really really rubbed me the wrong way last season, so I'm really not Team Juan. Yeah, I don't really have positive... I don't... I wouldn't say I'm, like, rubbed the wrong way by him, but I don't really feel that strongly in favor of him either. struggling with, like, major depression, and he was like... Oh, my God. Eat a salad, Robin. Depressed Robin was such a vibe. Honestly, I was when like, she, I'm Robin. When she was like, I don't want to wake up. I know. She was like, I'm good with just ordering in. I'm like, like, same. I can take the kids to school in my pajamas and then just get back in bed. I'm like, that is the dream. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? Juan is just so, I just don't, I don't really fuck with Juan, but um, you know who I do fuck with? <laughs> oh God. I'm scared. Papa Smurf. I knew, I knew you were going to say Peter Thomas. <sighs> I love Peter. Okay. I have I, always loved Peter. <laughs> I still like get a, a sense of like, I don't know what comes over me. Like I, I remember him like telling Portia at her very first reunion, like Cordell should be sitting behind you right now. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, Peter. This, okay. Before he did the, cheat on Cynthia, but like whatever. I the Peter Thomas him. thing. I was impressed in this premiere, how Mm -hmm. much they got into in this first episode storyline wise, because we saw Peter Thomas in the trailer. Did we know that he would be there right off the bat? No, that was that was exciting to me. I know. Ashley already is in a divorce situation before the premiere even starts. We already have Chris and Candace yelling at each other in the car. We, we already have about that relationship. We already have a fight happening over them talking about Mia's potential cancer status. We already have Giselle telling Wendy to get the fuck away from her and that she won't give her a hug. Like, I feel like all of the things that I was, that I had on my like mental list for this season were really just jumping right in In. with both feet. And I'm like, that is, that's what I want in a premiere. I want to lay Mm -hmm. all the groundwork for the season. And I felt like they really did it. And I mean, Peter, Peter Thomas, Ah. Papa Smurf looked so good and you know he was giving Wendy advice and Wendy was like oh I don't have that much money like I can't just like give that to you um which I don't know if I would like Peter Thomas run my business I'm not sure um but 
Yeah, I mean, I thought we were going to get the Ashley Darby, Michael stuff way later. I thought we would get into the Candace, Mike, what's her husband's name? Chris stuff later. Like, I didn't realize this was all off the top. Yeah. I didn't realize. With Candace and Chris, it's interesting because I feel like every season they sort of have the same issue, but they're kind of progressing through it. So it's like... Mm -hmm. The same core problem of I think they have communication issues. I think they... Candace? Just kidding. (laughs) They're still on this kind of years-long journey of at some point they're going to have a kid and they have to kind of get their their individual shit together before they decide that it's time to have a kid. Mm -hmm. And in a way, it could be kind of repetitive, but I, I do feel like we've watched Candace kind of blossom into this like entertainer that she's career that she's doing now and so she has more on her plate i uh, you know chris is no longer just doing virtual cooking classes from the house which to me seems like an upgrade but to candace she's like 100 like to me it's like when he's being like okay this is how you butterfly a chicken breast on tiktok like that to me is not wasn't the great career situation and now he's like the general manager at a seemingly successful restaurant like to me that feels like upward momentum but Mm -hmm. Candace is like but why aren't you in the house all the time I think she liked his entrepreneurial spirit and him being out until one or two in the morning is really not doing it for her I could never be with someone who worked those hours even if they were like a doctor yeah no I I think that's true I do think she's being a little unrealistic with like the well, I want you to have the same schedule every week <laughs> I, I like how I'm, I'm like I'm approaching this as if it was like a rational couple with good communication and you're like yeah. but it's Candace yeah I'm like we're talking about Candace Dillard Bassett right like <laughs> she has horrible at communicating she's a Sagittarius um yeah she's all fire and Chris operates on a very different wavelength and i i don't know i'm concerned yeah we'll see we'll see i don't know if they'll i feel like we've seen them for enough seasons now that i'm like i think you guys work together like i do think they are uh, a couple that should be together but i don't know if they're meant to not i think they just need that fire like they need to kind of they like that she likes to each other's throats You know, and that's why it's hard to almost imagine a baby in the mix because I feel like what so can they're going to be like yelling at each other in the car with the car seat in the back like that doesn't seem great. But I can't imagine them just having a car ride in silence. Oh, my God. I know. Like they just operate. You're right. That's just their wavelength. Like that's just how they communicate with each other. They're they, you know, fiery. fiery Exactly. I did. (laughs) Remember when she said that he looked like a rat? <laughs> I think about that a lot. One she was like, I he want- calls me a chipmunk and I call him a rat. And people are like, well, those are very different things. Okay, sorry. Go on. One thing I wanted to shout out is when we go to Mia's new house that she's renting in mm-hmm. Potomac, mm-hmm. they bring in transition music, which I explicitly recognize from Salt Lake City. And it's the, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, that's the Salt Lake music when there's like the church choir in the mountains. Yes. The music choices for these shows really make me laugh so hard because they're so like, if you really think about it, if you really tap in to like what you're listening to, they're bananas. Somebody is, there was just news the other day. Somebody is suing over Real Housewives of Atlanta using their song for like transition music. What? I didn't go back and listen to the song. Like I probably would recognize it because my brain is broken, but they listed like three different episodes when they used this song. And now the person is being like, yeah, you didn't have the rights to that song, which feels like that's somebody's full-time job at Bravo. So I'm a little confused why we would be having those issues. But right. when they, when they go to Mia's house, first of all, that she spent $65,000 on tweaks to a rental home. That's asinine. I'm sorry. Um, Idiot. But she, she says that she's, she moved to Potomac. She's now down the street neighbors with Karen. And then the Chiron on the screen immediately tells us that they live three miles apart. <laughs> I'm like, why are you lying? <laughs> 
that's the thing about Mia. Like, she just lies. Like, she just blatantly lies. And then, like, there's footage of the lie. And then she's like, I don't know. The I don't know why is, I said that. I'm like, if she if she just said she moved to Potomac, I wouldn't question it. But now I'm like, no. is the house even technically in Potomac? I don't well, believe it. Well, I know. And like, I don't know what it is about these women, like in being proximity to Karen means like they've really made it in life. Like because Monique did that, too. She's like, I'm right around the corner from Karen. I'm like, OK. Right. Like, yeah, Karen lives in a desirable area, I think now, but right. Karen has not always been like the gold standard of where you want to live. She was no. literally in the forest of Virginia three seasons ago. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I did like this starting out with the scene in the park with the four of them and then finishing with the scene at Karen's party where everyone is there. I'm like, I feel like. I feel like we're in for a good season with this group. They brought all the women back again. And then Sharice is there. Ascala makes a very brief appearance. We've got a new friend, Jacqueline. It, it does feel like Potomac really has found a solid group. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. And we don't have, like, COVID really this year. Like, we, I don't know if I can. Can I say that? Yeah. Um, well, okay. I mean, Karen is ready to. She says it's a it's, it's a spring kickoff slash celebration of life, and there's no COVID. Take off your masks. And she's turning fifty nine. I'm like, wait, what? What's the party for? What is the party? <laughs> you could just be a birthday party. Like, it doesn't have to be a celebration of like spring awakening party. But also, really quick, I do, I did really love the scene with Giselle and her daughters and them dragging her again. They're like, I <sighs> thought we upgraded these outfits. I was like. Thank you for saying that. Because Giselle looks fucking crazy. She gets to the last option and Adora is like, okay, we picked that out together. I don't hate it. <laughs> it's like, there it is. There's the one. There it is. Her <laughs> daughters are absolutely gorgeous. So beautiful. They're so, blossoming. So lovely, so mature, and so honest with their mom in a way that somebody really needs to be. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just so glad to have Potomac back. I always feel like it's things are right in the world when we have them mm -hmm. on our screens. I know. Feel like we we're coming home, you know. Exactly. Feels good, exactly. especially like when we don't get New York. Like for me, it was like New York and Potomac were like my two pillars. Ooh. It it does feel like Pot Potomac and New York. I feel like it, I am. Like it's a little bit cold outside, mm -hmm. and they're gonna make me feel kind of warm. Yeah, it's like it's like they're we're sitting next to a fire, you know, like it's cold and chilly and we're cozying up, cozying up for a lot of mess. And I can't wait for this whole season. And Sam, mm -hmm. thank you for being here to recap the premiere. Um, and I can't wait to see you this weekend. I know. I can't wait. Thank you for having me. Of course. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.